You can follow us each and every Thursday beginning 1130 a.m. Eastern time at proveitlive.com. We do this in webinar format. So check social media. We're sending links out where you can actually come on to the show, uh, be there live, be able to ask questions and all that kind of stuff. You can email us at info at proveitlive.com. Today's show, a little controversial. We're going to be talking about pitching. The always controversial pitching mechanics, pitching injuries, and I'm going to get into why no one really cares about injuries. So hold on to your hat. The show's going live right now. Hey, everybody. Mike Freire here with the Farm BPI, along with my co-host, Kevin McGovern, and our own uh, pr- pr- producer extraordinaire, Ryan Gagney. Um, Wait, so we're going to we hire, we hired a producer. Yeah. Hired. We have no budget hired for, for oh. listeners. You can't see my air quotes. <laughs> yep. Um, so today we're going to continue down the path of, uh, of, of arm action, arm path, arm angle, all of the above, uh, that we started in the last episode. It's a really interesting topic and it's one that I think needs to be talked about a lot more, uh, because it's simply not talked about. It really isn't. Um, so we're going to get into a few different things. Uh, one of the things is really cool, as I as I always so humbly proclaim that I'm forever a student in this game. I am. I just learned something new um, just by having a discussion with Kevin yesterday off air, um, which is really cool. And I think makes it's gonna it's gonna make a lot of sense to 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 anyone out there who um, who is is a thrower, is play a baseball softball player, or has a a child who is a baseball or softball player in regards to throwing and how uh, what we do with our arm, the action, right? The arm path, the circle, whatever it is you want, however you want to describe it, um, how little intricacies in that motion can be injurious or, and better yet, the ways to do it so that we can stay healthy. Now, Kev, if you don't mind, I'd like to kick it off. So uh, Jason here is uh, on our podcast every single week. Jason is uh, the dad, the father of one of our uh, renegade softball players. He's also a coach in our program as well. And um, he just sent me a video, okay, of his of his daughter. And um, now, Jason, I don't know if you know if you have the other one as well, but this one, Kevin, is of how old is Allie in this? I'm going to say she's probably 11, 10 or 11 years old in this video. And she's doing reverse reverse throws with like what is that oh that's jason put his mic on i think um so can you mute that kevin so reverse throws go ahead reverse throws with it it, it, what appears to be like at least a one pound ball it's got to be close and she's, you know, throwing it back with just all arm. This is a 10, 11 year old girl. He also uh, explained to me that one of the things that this, uh, his name is Wasserman, and I know he's big in the softball throwing world. Uh, one of the other things that he does is he has these girls throw long distance with weighted balls. Sure. I can't is there a way to uh, put this video up on the screen? Can you share? Let me see if I can share here. So. The answer to this is uh, goes back way back, and I mean way back. We all have children on this uh, podcast. Many of us, hopefully, are listening have children, and we know that the 
absolute very first picture, the very first picture that we've ever seen of our child. Okay, the very first one isn't when they come out. Hey, okay. It's the ultrasound. Okay. And what do we see in that ultrasound? We see a head and a spinal cord. And if we're hoping for the next Babe Ruth, maybe we're looking for something else in that picture. Okay. So that is the neurological, the beginning of life, the neurological system of the body. We've got a brain and a spinal cord. Okay. Just like a house would have the power coming into the house, which would be the brain. And it connects to the fuse box and then disseminates out to all the plugs. The body works exactly the same way and it has to move exactly the same way. So how does that parlay into, into balls? Anything that we're doing distally. Okay. That means anything attached to the, to the, to the torso of the body and we're accelerating it distally without moving the core first and that proximal to distal movement. It's just a matter of time before that movement causes injury because we're violating these proper kinesiological sequence or kinematic sequence of movement. So when you're talking about distally, just to be clear, right, you're talking about the extremities, you're talking about moving the arm independent of the, of the torso, right. Or the trunk. That's correct. That's correct. Right. And 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 I'll tell you another thing too. Okay. When we're in the throwing motion. Okay. and, And really any motion, the rotator cuff is really designed to hold the ball into place so it doesn't fly off and hit the guy. I think I've said this, and we said this, hit the guy in the front row eating popcorn or in softball case, if we're throwing underhand, you know, hit, hit, you know, hit the guy in the upper deck. So when we're doing something with just the arm, we're promoting, in my opinion, deceleration or injury. And when we talk about throwing kind of backwards, I'd have to have someone really explain, I guess, you know, I'd have to have someone really explain how it's one, not violating kinesiology and two, how is it actually promoting what you're doing? Yeah. So if you can't answer those two questions and you can't with this podcast, if you can't prove it live to me, those two questions, throw it out. It's bad. So now obviously I, you know this better than I do, but if you correct me if I'm wrong, so the, the, the rotator cuff is made of a, a group of four small muscles, right? So, and I think, is it the supraspinatus that's the only one that's really in the front? The rest are in the yeah. front, right? Okay. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of on the top. So what the supraspinatus right. does, so it attaches to the, you know, the head, the humerus, right? So think of a, a of a tug of war, right? A bunch of guys, first we're going to, the brain goes, oh, we're going to move, get to the shoulder. And the supraspinatus pulls the shoulder into its socket for the, like the first 15 degrees of movement. Okay. And then the shoulder blade, what we call the scapular thoracic rhythm, say that five times fast. <laughs> <laughs> so what that is, is that again, that's like a seesaw As my arm is going up. That shoulder blade is depressing and rotating. So I clear this, you know, this, we feel the top of our shoulder. We feel all bone. That's kind of where our collarbone and our shoulder blade meet. Okay. That makes like a tunnel. And we need to avoid banging into that tunnel. Okay. So I have a couple of questions. So sure. the first one now, well, I, let me, let me back this up for a second and just say that the things we're backing we're up do, right. And we're going to, it's going to be, back. Tech, it's going to be, it's going to be a little technical, but we're going to try to 
Uh, Kevin's going to try to keep it in his, I mean, if I say that's actual layman's terms, I guess that's <laughs> what I am when it comes to kinesiology, right? But what Kevin's going to try to keep it in uh, sort of, uh, you know, non-technical terms as, as best we can, because it's really important to understand this. I think it's really important because again, we're getting into the why, you know, so, you know, you have a kid, if you are a player, you have coaches, your kid has coaches, you got multiple coaches and they're going to hear lots of things, do this, do that, do it this way put this here put your elbow here and that the vast majority of them are not going to explain why and probably because most of them don't know why so we want to talk about why and the reason that why is so important here not that it's not important whether we talk about hitting mechanics it is for performance but this is also about injury right we talked about on the last episode about how the injury just keep going up you know going from you know, in baseball, for instance, a three-man rotation, a four-man rotation, to a five-man rotation, to adding closers to shorten the window of the of the starting pitcher, and then adding setup men that go in the eighth inning, and now we have middle relievers, etc. Right? So, but the injuries still keep climbing, advancements in strength training, etc., and they still keep going up. So, we believe, and this is kind of understood, I think, people that understand the body a little bit, that the main um, the, the the main reason or the common denominator is the arm action, improper arm action. So we're going to talk about, uh, and Kevin's going to help explain to us the difference of when your hand is in pronation versus supination as you're throwing the ball. But before we get into that, I want Kevin, if you could explain a little bit the two degree, two degree to three degree rule, right with the with the uh, with the shoulder blade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's something that I, I learned from you just recently. It was probably inside of this year. Sure. Uh, could you explain that that law? Sure. So the law, not Kevin McGovern's law, case challenge, and it depends on the book uh, that you will read, but it's the scapulothoracic rhythm. Okay. So that's okay. So what that is, is for every three degrees, the humerus goes into elevation, right? Which is kind of flexion abduction in the middle of that we call it scaption okay so as i'm lifting my arm my shoulder needs to rotate and depress okay so it kind of turns but the middle part of it depresses so it's it's sort of like and i and i will uh, pull this up on my screen it's it's sort of like uh, shoulder needs to like turn like like you're turning a steering wheel okay counterclockwise so, yeah at any point at any point of that if we lift, right, we have our upper trap come involved. That means we're banging our shoulder up against the top uh, of this, you know, where, where our collarbone and our what's called the chromium of our shoulder blade meet. And that is what we call an impingement. Okay. And that is not good. <laughs> okay. So, so for every, I just want to make sure I have this right. So for every, Three degrees, the arm moves. The scap has to move two degrees. Is that correct? It's got to, it should, it should rotate. Yeah. It's almost like being, think of being on a seesaw and we want the fat guy on the shoulder blade side and the skinny guy on the thumb side. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) And so, and so any violation of that, of that law, right? So if the arm moves now, how can that happen? How can I make my move? How can I make my arm move, say five degrees and the scapula only rotate two degrees? Like how do I isolate my arm that much? Yeah. Know? So that's, that's probably a good, so I would, I would take it 
I'm not sure if that's even possible, but oh, that's we'll, what I'm saying. I don't, yeah, I don't that's So, like, where, so let's where talk about the, violating it. That's that's it. That's what I'm. All right, saying. so let's talk about violating that movement. Right. So, what I call, and I have uh, got a Alexa at my office. So when I see the violation, I have I say Alexa, play the chicken dance. Okay, you know this thing. Yep. Right. So if we go into straight <laughs> abduction, right? Okay, which like we're out here, right? We're it's completely non-athletic. There's nothing that we do out in the T position that we're taught. Yep. Okay. Just hold your arms over for five, for like five seconds. There's nothing athletic about this movement. Okay. If someone charged at me, I'm dead. Okay. There's nothing athletic. This is straight on. There is no rotation of the shoulder blade. All right. What happens is that supraspinatus again, pulls the humerus back in. We just rotate in straight abduction and we are right bone on tendon. This is bone Intended. This movement here, in my opinion, is responsible for billions of dollars of shoulder injuries. And if we're talking about pitchers who have gone the professional level, gazillions of dollars. Because for, for people listening, just Kevin has his arms straight out to his side. You're talking arms out to the side in the quote unquote T position. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, sorry for those watching live. We had a little problem. The podcast ended, and now it's restarted on on YouTube. Wow! Listen, this is not a producer's job. This is why we have to fire this guy, Mike. He's done nothing. <laughs> he really hasn't. Clearly, yeah. Let's be let's be honest. So I'm gonna, as you guys are talking, I'm gonna try to pull up uh, a video uh, showing exactly what I'm talking about. All right. So while you're doing that, okay. So so Kevin just described the T position, which, by the way, if you uh, you know, have been a player and were, you know, you w- was a participant in a clinic or if you have a child baseball, softball player in any clinic, uh, 99 out of a hundred times, uh, that's a position that your child will be taught to start in when they're throwing is the T position. So arms straight out to the side, like you're making a T with your body. And I've heard it a bunch of different ways. You want to show the ball. If pretend you're on the pitcher's mound and you want to show the ball to the center fielder, um, you want to have heard, I've heard for little kids, feed the dragon. I don't even know what that means. I don't even like okay, feed the dragon. I don't even, uh, yep. Feed the dragon. What, what is that? It, it, I think it's like you're feeding, you're afraid of the dragon. So you're looking away, you're looking at your target, but you're holding oh. the ball back. I don't know. It's, that's awesome. It's, it's ridiculous, but, but that's, that's stuff that's, that's taught. Um, and this is still currently being taught with, with kids. And we're going to keep going into why this is bad. Okay. What do you have, Kev? So I think I've got this up on my screen now. So this is one of my game tests. This is a shoulder coordination test. And uh, let me back this up. So what I'm looking for here, okay, is, you know, her hand. So here's what I know you're going to want to talk about this uh, in a second. But let me rewind this so you can see. Her hands right now are in supination, okay? Her palms are facing the wall of my clinic, right? And we're going to talk about the difference between pronation, which is I call nuts or crazy and supination. All right. So I'm not going to put someone in pronation and we'll get to that in a second. But so here I'm looking for as this, hopefully you can see my cursor here as her arms come out, I'm looking for the shoulder to depress. But more importantly, you know, the first time I see someone, no one has very good shoulder coordination. So really what I'm looking for is what I call big brother. All right. That's the upper trap. That's the bully. I call it big brother for talking about 
a three-person family because there's three parts to the trapezius muscle, upper, middle, and lower. So we kind of have upper is the firstborn, the person who does all the work. No one cares about the middle child, and the baby does nothing. But the most important muscles when we talk about the shoulder are the middle and lower trap, the depressors. The upper trap is an elevator, okay, going up. We don't want that, all right? So when she starts moving here, kind of, kind of, you're going to see that right there, boom, her trap elevated, right? So here she is in a classic T position, and you'll see that now she's, her trap is now, has done this work, okay? So here's a classic T position. This is someone who is an active shoulder impingement right here. So okay. if I back, if I back it up, so, you know, I'll let you guys be in a sec. So when I talk about human movement and what I do for human movement is that every movement needs to be, well, what we're doing has to be an athletic movement. And what I mean by that is that if we take a high speed camera and make a button and film the movements, each one has to be, the ability to do another movement, okay, at the at the blink of an eye without doing some preparatory movement or be able to protect yourself, okay? So when you're out here in the T position, it's just not athletic because we're already, we're causing, you know, I'll run this whole thing. We're causing injury. I mean, you can see her elevate those traps. That's her immediate. Okay. And then when she comes down, you're going to see the traps even stick up even, even higher here. See this? And that's all bad. This is a complete failure. And this is one of the tests that really kids should be doing before they even put a ball in their hand. So this is, so this is interesting because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the things too, is if the further your extremities get away from your body, the less, influence your core has or the, the less your core is involved in the movement of that right and so i it's easy uh you you want to you know test that um if you're carrying groceries into the house okay right you, you got them you're holding them close to you your arms are by your side or you know out in front uh hold them by close to your body hold them out in front extend your arms out and try to hold them see how much heavier they feel right so that's they're they're, they're not as heavy when you're close to the body because you have other muscles the bigger muscles assisting you uh, bear that weight. Is that, is that a fair way? That's to correct. And now you can even see this one for, you can see right there that she, that she shrugged. So this right. person here, right. Just so, you know, won't we'll, we'll be in full disclosure has bilateral shoulder pain and neck pain, right? And this simple test of just straight abduction in one plane of movement, there are the right. three, there's a four, there's, you know, cut the body in half, uh, you know, between your legs, cut the body in half, flat the back, and then transverse plane, which is rotation. So in one plane of movement, she's, you know, her, she's struggling. That's her first move. So okay, kids that I see in adolescence, like these, you know, 11, 12, especially girls, that's their first move. They're doing that because they're just learning how to move. And that upper trap just, it's a bully. It just takes over life. Right. And so the, so the shrug, right, that the upper trap, you know, becoming engaged, huge problem. You see it around across baseball and softball myself. In fact, and we teach kids to not use it, but it's such, it's such an overpowering, like, um, you know, movement, right? That's something that the body does that it's hard. You still see kids do it. So, so now, right, with that T position, there's the trap. 
But then the other thing that we want to talk about, you know, there's two things, the pronation and supination. Now, in that, in the video, if you didn't see the video, if you're just listening, in the video, she had her arms, The this woman had her arms up by her, down by her sides. Her palms were facing forward, and her pinky fingers were, like, on her legs. And she rotated up in a big circle till her arms came together above her head. Yeah, like a snow angel. Like a snow angel. Um, so we're going to talk about the difference between doing it that way and then also doing it with palms backwards with your thumbs. But before we do, position, Kevin, that these kids are taught at every single throwing clinic, okay? <laughs> the other thing that it's going to do that is very bad for your arm is it's going to create severe arm lag or arm drag, right? So That's correct. in that T position, the ball is as far as away as you can possibly hold it, essentially, and you're supposed to turn to throw it. Now, if you do that, and you don't even have to have a ball in your hand to, 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 to test this, you put your arms by your side and you turn, you're going to feel your shoulder tense up. That's that's your body moving and leaving your arm behind, all right? It's just a millisecond or whatever it is. It's a very short amount of time, but it's disconnecting your arm from your body. Not a good thing, okay? And this is one of the one of the things that you see in, 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 uh, in pitchers, mostly pitchers, but people just who have throwing injuries, you know, a lot of them have this flaw in their throwing mechanics, right, Kevin? So um, you want to talk about like, so when we talk about hitting, lag is not a bad thing. We're talking about the barrel, right? You want your bat to lag, you want your barrel to lag. It's just the law of centrifugal force, right? Because the further away you get from that center point, the faster uh, that thing's going to move, whatever that whatever that thing is. In this case, it would be a baseball bat. But when it comes to pitching, and I think, Kevin, maybe is this why? Is that why people are taught this, the T? Because they figure the further away you get the ball from your body, the faster it's going to go. Like, what do you... It's, it's the happy Gilmore. It's the happy Gilmore thought. Like I'm going to wind, I'm going to start winding up and running from back Reach here. Back. Okay? Yep. Whereas Bruce Lee is the opposite core. Boom. Right here. Okay. Yep. So, um, Michael, I have to interrupt cause I actually have my, um, well, I, I actually have my, uh, my messenger up and I'm going to share my screen again. Cause okay. this is, uh, this is not good. Okay. okay? So I just got a video of uh, a person who is my, uh, you know, I guess it's okay since dad is on a person who is a client of mine, who's a patient of mine. All right. And I'm just going to show you something that is literally has zero purpose in this game, has zero purpose, period. Okay. If you can see my screen, this is a heavy ball with a, with a, with a, a, a person I know doesn't even have close to the shoulder. Uh, she's a shrugger. Okay. That's one thing I'm working on. Okay. So here is now is my daughter. That's your daughter throwing the heavy ball. No, I said, as is my daughter. She's right. my daughter's a shrugger too. So here's a heavy ball being thrown. Can you see this on, on the screen? Yes. Yep. Okay. So right here, let's stop this. So let's, 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 let's just talk about this. And and this guy, this guy apparently is, 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 is making, Tens of thousands of dollars. Okay. Okay. This is why you don't go to someone who, who got their personal training degree online or who, who got sunflower seeds from, and I'm, I, now hopefully you can hear my voice, how angry I am at this. Mm-hmm. Okay. This has yeah. no, this video has no purpose in the game. This exercise has no purpose in the game. 
This is absolutely what we do not want to do. Okay. So just for those, as we're getting into the NFC and AFC championship games. Okay. Just what do they, what do they talk about in football? Okay. Oh, the pass was short, right? Why he threw off his back foot. All right. That's number one. You have to get off of your back leg. This, I can't even, I have to stop. I can't watch this. I'm sorry. So I mean, for, for the, for, for Jason, I'm I'm sorry that that's horrible. That's criminal. So for people who are just listening and not watching. So um, this is, um, and you know, it's not a big deal. It's 10. I'm not going to mention who the person is, but I, I, this is, this is, that's it's a a 10 or 11, it's a 10 or 11 year old softball player. Okay. 10 or 11 years old. And I'm not sure what you call that. I've seen that drill done a bunch of times. And basically what is, is, is you would be facing, you know, you're facing forward. Uh, actually, you're, you're facing, if, you know, if you're throwing to a partner, you would be turned away from your partner 90 degrees. Like 90 degrees, yeah. 90 degrees. Yep. And you're going to reach back. You're going to keep your feet planted, rotate towards your partner, and throw in that direction. It's the exact opposite movement as how you would actually try to normally throw a ball. Um, like Kevin, I don't see any purpose for it either. Um, you know, it's like an anti-rotation. Right. Cause the arm and the back leg have to be married. Right. That's why we have so much when that back leg and this is taught is, is, is connected to the mound and it drags or it stays there. You're just, you're creating lag on your arm and your yeah. arm, as you just said before the show, as I said, you know, we, we want lag in, in golf and we want lag in baseball because that as we're finished rotating that, that potential energy of that club or that bait of that bat being back there, bam. Okay. But we're using the bat and the golf club to create the force. When we lag, there's nothing out there, but the arm. Okay. And, and I can tell you right now, every, every single ulnar collateral ligament I have ever treated in 26 years, you look at their mechanics, they have lag that foots down their body is finished and the arm is hanging back there. Okay. That drill right there promotes that. And that's criminal, right? You're, you're actually, that drill is actually intentionally disconnecting the back leg and the arm. Yeah, that's, that that's, is, that's done by people who have no idea how to produce force, have no idea how the body works and are literally endangering children. Yes. Well, it gets worse. Sorry if I sound is. angry. Cause that, <laughs> that just pisses me off. Well, uh, be prepared to be. I want this guy angry. in the show. I want him on the show to, to tell me. I want uh, Gagney. I want you to hunt him down. We know where he is. I want him on the show and let him know he better come with. He better come with every single thing he has as to not because I can just prove the one person I've seen from him. Actually, I have two. I have two girls. One has a labrum tear, and and that person that we just saw would be on her way if she continued with that. So I, I ran my business for, for 26 years with this theory. One is some. So one problem is some problem we have, whether that's accounting or whatever. Two is all. So we already have. So we're already at two is all. He's hurting people. So um, I also just found out by, by the way, Kevin, just for just for matter of fact. I'm sorry. That she I, was that, n- nine at the time, nine years old. Nine. So yeah, so not even ten single digit, um, and it and 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 I don't know. It looks like it's a weighted ball. I don't. know. Oh, it's definitely a weighted ball. Yeah, I know yeah. it's probably. Yeah, I can. I know the ball. It's a weighted ball. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like a yeah power one of those power systems, yep. whatever. But, so, but and I feel bad because these parents are hoodwinked. 
Okay. And they're spending thousands of dollars on these courses, injuring their children. Right. And so it's all in the name of arm strength and throwing faster and sort of like we talked about last episode, which is, you know, the bigger, stronger, faster. Um, Now, it gets worse. I hate to break it to you, but it does get worse because that's not, that's one of, let's see, one, two, three. That's only three. So you sent me three, uh, three drills. Okay. okay. One was, I think that, I got, I think I have the same drills. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sent them. I sent what I had yeah. to you. Uh, one's a reverse throw with the weighted ball. And the other one is like a long toss heave with, the yeah. way, which by, I've seen the reverse throws. All right. And look, yeah. I told you we have, uh, pitching coaches that will do reverse throws. Now they do it differently. They're focused more on the core, uh, but but that's another conversation that we can we can get into later. <laughs> or not, right? Um, sure, we can do that. Well, it is. It's the proper way. If you're going to do some of this stuff, there's a proper way to do it, which is really the crux of all that we're talking about. Um, I've yeah, never I would just seen... say to that, I'm a huge huge Olympic lifting proponent. Yeah, I have barely seen anyone who actually does it correctly that's ever come into my office. Right. Right. Well, well, because that's it. I mean, we're it hurts people if it's movement. not done correctly. We're talking about movement. We're talking about how to throw properly. You know, there's so many different ways to do it incorrectly, but you, you know, so it's about movement and moving properly. And it's not just throwing, it's lifting weights, it's running, it's anything. Right. But we're, we're talking about throwing because it's, the injuries have become so prevalent that Kevin is now seeing, you know, 11 year olds, 12 year olds with Tommy John, like rehabbing Tommy John. Absolutely. That's growth, growth plate, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, And so the, I've, I've seen the reverse that the throw that I try to describe where you're facing away uh, 90 degrees uh, facing away from your partner with your arm side to your partner and then rotating chest to your partner, then throwing from there. That's the drill. I hope I described that. Uh, well enough. The other one is um, the reverse throw, right? We're just throwing backwards. I've seen them both. I've yep. never seen ever a long toss with a weighted ball. Never saw it. That's just, that's just, it's uh, just insane. Yep. And so, um, and so we're keep in mind that these actions are injurious in and of themselves. Now add to that, that they were taught to throw with the T and to create arm lag, and it's even more so. And especially for a 9, 10-year, this is for everybody. For a 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old player, you should be 100% focused on throwing properly. Forget about weights. Forget about arm speed and arm strength. They haven't even, they haven't hit, like, uh, adolescence yet. They haven't matured. Right. But who's teaching them how to throw properly, Michael? Nobody. Right. Nobody. That's my point. Is that they're they're doing throwing weights instead of learning. Right, so hope, hopefully you can see this. So if we're, if we're talking about arm lag, if you can see That's my it. screen. This is a, a still picture. I, well, it's a video. I took a bunch of stills off of uh, Twitter. Yep. When I took this, it had over 5,000 views, over a hundred retweets and a bunch of likes that this movement is good. So here's one of these pull downs. So, you know, look at where the arm is pointing to, you know, essentially second base. Yep. And then we get the next picture. His back knee doesn't look good either. No, hard, hard. There's nothing athletic about knee way over the toe. I got it. You know, it's just, uh, that's essentially the, what I'm talking about. When I talk about lag and we both talk about lag. It's just, uh, right. yeah, sorry. I'm literally, I'm literally, I'm, 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 
I'm literally upset. Hopefully <laughs> about that video I just saw. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Because you know what? The guy's probably making literally he's probably making money hand over fist from what I'm hearing. Hand so, over fist. So Ryan, while um if you can just pull up that site and see what they're see what they have as sort of their mission statement. Um I don't know what his website is, but I'm sure he has one. If you could if you could pull that up and just Let's see what it's what's promoting because I'd be interested to see if he's promoting arm health or if it's oh yeah really just yeah yeah so, so so while he's doing that so look we talked about all these things that are just bad now it's important because this is going on daily this is uh, this is this isn't you know now it, the particular video you used today that that girl is no longer nine years old. She's a little bit older. So it's been a couple of years. However, this is still being taught every single day in many, many, many facilities and many, many programs. Now, if we could start to get into a little bit like what we should be doing before we do that. Um, and, and again, this is like, this blew my mind when I was talking to, uh, to Kevin yesterday about the supination pronation. Now, there's something I, I, I learned a while ago, and um, there was a guy who's very, very widely considered a quack in baseball now, and and actually for kind of good reason. He really started going off the deep end. He did. Early, he did, but early Mike Marshall, early stuff. Yep. There was a lot of good good things in there. And, you know, he's, he's a kinesiologist. He's a PhD in kinesiology. And one of the things that, 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 really, that really kind of clicked with me was – uh, something called the pie throw. And, and, and we're going to, I'm going to take it back to the video that Kevin showed. And if you're just listening again, it was uh, a woman um, just standing straight up arms down by her sides. Uh, but with her pinky uh, palms were facing forward and pinky fingers were on the thighs and just making a big, like Kevin's head, like a snow angel. I, I, I asked everyone to do this, right. To test this face palm face, standing straight up. Arms by your side, palms facing behind you, facing backwards with your thumbs on your thighs, and raise your arms up and see what kind of range of motion you have. And also feel the muscles that just in, like automatically engage your trap muscles. You'll see that your range of motion is very limited. Do the exact same thing, make, a, make that snow angel, but with, as the woman in the video is doing with your palm forward and pinky toe on your thigh, and you'll see the difference in the range of motion. It's night and day. I mean, it's, it's, it couldn't be more night and day. Now, the difference, as Kevin was explaining to me here, was one is in pronation and one is in supination. So, Kev, can you, can you talk a little bit about, like, you know, it's, we've sort of been touching on it, but that pronation, why does that happen? What is, what is up with this? Why? Yeah, so this goes back. So there's a couple of movement patterns of the body that are ingrained in the brain, okay? Uh, the first is the flexion pattern of the body, and that what I call caveman level. Yeah. Not intelligence, just that the body goes to it, okay? So for those listening, uh, the flexion pattern of the body is essentially the fetal position, okay? Right. Or shrugs. All right. Our arms are closed. We're being attacked. Fight or flight. Okay. So the pronation is part of that movement. Okay. The upper trap is a huge part of that movement. And the upper trap pulls the body into pronation, just wants to be there. Now, we, we have to, you know, be in pronation sometimes. I mean, kind of like drive a car or whatever, but. 
pronation produces like the whole chicken wing produces upper trap uh, engagement and abduction of the shoulder, which we do not we do not want. So another another way to uh, for those listening is to put your arm straight out like Frankenstein, right? You used to walk or you know straight out from the ground with your palms down to the floor. Okay, I'll move my microphone and then just simply turn your palms up and just see what happens to your shoulders. Immediately, you're going to feel them just depress and and relax. Okay, that's so. That's supination. So supination is part of the extensor part of the body. Upright, very tall, shoulders down, palms up. Okay. So when someone has a stroke, polio, you'll see that flexion part of the body. Any kind of brain injury, you'll get that spasticity in that in that kind of way. So the flexion pattern of the body wants to be there. It's like the bully. It just wants to be there, wants to be there. So if you promote the flexion pattern of the body, the T, the, what I just saw in that video, you're literally promoting non-athleticism because the body doesn't want to be, well, I shouldn't say that, <laughs> to be an exact, athlete, you, you have to be opposite. Talking. Right. And that's how literally teaching it the way that the body doesn't want to move. And so that's what it hit me. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to come back to the Mike Marshall thing. Um, I, you know, I, it was the first time I saw that uh, snow angel, you know, palm forward and palm backwards and the differences of the two. Uh, through something that he had put out many, many years ago. And one of the things that he did to help correct throwing patterns was he would have his students hold a baseball and he'd tell them, pretend it's a pie. Pretend it's a pie and throw it to your partner. And obviously, if you turn your hand over, if you uh, pronate, then the pie is going to fall on the floor, right? So you have to keep your palm up. And it does a couple things. Look at our producer with the pie. I like that. There you go. Nice. There you go. That's time he does something, right? <laughs> so it's really, it, it does a couple of things. Number one, obviously, is it keeps you in the supinated, uh, it, so it relaxes your traps and shoulders. It also, once you get back to here, you can't kind of just move your arm forward. You can't isolate your arm. So it makes you move your hips and your trunk to throw the ball and your, and, and your arm comes last. And, last. and, you, and that is the yeah. absolute key. Last yeah. to move, not to lag. To move, last to move. Like it could be, it could be carried along the zone passively, right. right? Right. But you have to throw it after your trunk is completely rotated and it's going. And that's what they throw downhill, right? Let me. So, like, I, I challenge any of these pitching gurus to actually tell me what throw downhill actually means. I'm going to tell you what it means. That the trunk is all finished unwinding. The arm is, hey, still have the ball. It's like the Bugs Bunny thing. Still got the ball. And now I'm throwing with gravity. If we do anything with the arm against gravity, Sir Isaac Newton, James Andrews, Blue Cross Blue Shield, MRI Centers of America, they win. Right. Right. Okay. They win. And so, and so here's, here's the, uh, you know, sort of the crux of all of it. We're taught the T position. Your palms are down. Okay, we're pronated to start. So we're in that position that the body doesn't like. And and the injuries are continued to go. So we change all these things. We change, oh, well, what about days of rest? How about pitches per game, pitches per week? Uh, how many innings per week, innings per season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the injuries keep going up. And right. yet there's something very simply that we could look at and starting to fix our youth athletes, our baseball and softball players, 
today. We could start this right away and start increasing uh, the amount of healthy players, decreasing the amount of injuries, especially in youth sports and creating the good habits. And so, um, you know, and I know we don't have a lot of time left on this particular podcast. And we'll, eh, we got time. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we're going to stay on this anyway, because I think it's at, yeah, at least 20 minutes. We're good. Yeah. And get into, and get into like doing it properly, doing it correctly and getting to that, you know, the supinated, um, position earlier on. I, I had mentioned um, when I was talking to Kevin before the podcast, I was talking about Roy Halladay. And uh, Roy Halladay was a pitcher. If you don't know the pitch for, you know, most, I think most of his career was with the Blue Jays, right? Toronto Blue Jays. Finished with uh, the Phillies, right? Yeah. Yes. He finished with the Phillies. He died tragically in a, in a plane crash. Yes. Um, but just a, a workhorse, you know, as the term goes in, in the sport of baseball, right? The guy who, through a lot of innings. He, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't out on the injured list very often. Um, uh, you just solid pitcher. Now he's somebody that, I, that always stood out to me because he would, he would go palm up. And by the way, that's sort of the supinated position. He would get into a palm up position way earlier than, than pretty much every other pitcher, at least someone with a name in the big leagues. And I always found that interesting because that reminded me sort of of that early Mike Marshall thing. Sure. And again, and just to be clear, I am not some Mike Marshall disciple. I'm not, like I said, you know, he, no, he does really, have some good things. He There's does no have doubt. some good There's things, no though, especially no in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and this and then, was one of them. This yep. one of them all and the other person to really look at is uh, Mariano Rivera, you know, someone who just held on to the ball as long as he possibly could and then turned and that arm was in a great position. He really, you'll, you really won't see a picture of Mariano Rivera with his arm reaching back. I mean, cause he kept it in his glove as long as possible. And when you do that, you turn your body. Yeah. Your brain knows you got to throw it. Okay. <laughs> so your, right. your arm's going to be there. All right? right. Because if you take your arm out of your glove and leave it there, something's got to hold it up and that's your muscles. So essentially as you're turning and your arm is there, it's counterproductive because your arm should be a whip, right? If you're holding it there, that means when you turn, now I'm, I'm actually fighting against my body to throw. Um, right. And, you know, getting back, like, and I think we probably could segue and, and help the parents out a little bit. You know, I, I, we had chatted the other day about, you know, what's the measure for all of this training and strength and conditioning? Who's measuring this? What is the metric you're looking at? Okay. Yes, we can look at increases in exit velocity and all the stuff that you get from the Rapsodos and all of that, right? So when you get up in the morning after throwing seven innings, if your elbow joint hurts or your shoulder joint hurts, you are hurt. If your back hurts, your butt hurts, your shoulder blade muscles hurt, your big muscles, your quads, good, too bad. Keep moving. <laughs> right. If it's muscle tissue. Yeah. If it's, it's joint, you're hurt. So right. like with all these, you know, like I just posted something on my, on my webpage. Uh, it was a three years ago. I had a kid who went to one of these velocity camps in Texas, throwing weighted balls in, in like January, misses his entire, uh, high school season. Okay. Cause his elbows hurt. Okay. I'm not, you know, tapping myself on the back comes up to me in August, you know, two days of throwing correctly, fixing his mechanics was at 78 at that point or 77. He's now sits 92. The Toronto, uh, the, uh, he's from Pennsylvania. The, um, Orioles doctor said he needed Tommy John. He never had Tommy John. Okay. 
for those who don't know, Mike may know, uh, I tore my owner collateral ligament in 1997. I've never had Tommy John. I, I know I haven't pitched at any level that, that anyone would even think about, but I think from 1997, so I stopped playing baseball in 2015. I probably threw, I don't know, five or 600 innings at least. Okay. Including a over 35 tournament in Vegas when I threw uh, both games of a double header, <laughs> you know, we've, we've all done that. Right. So there's a way to move. So, I mean, again, you go back, if you're training, you have two things, improve performance and more importantly, stay healthy. And I'm wondering after looking at that video, how many of these people are, get hurt and don't bring it back. The parents don't understand. Wait a minute. She got hurt and don't connect the dots. Right. Right. Like, Oh, well she got hurt because she fielded the ground ball through. No, it wasn't that throw. It was the 7,000 other throws before that she was doing with the heavy ball, but you're going to, you're going to think that it happened at the game. That was just a straw that broke the camel's back. That's what we have to investigate. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Numbers. And, and by the way, before before I forget, so one of the things that we touched on that I brought up last time was you know NFL quarterbacks, good quarterback, you know high level quarterbacks, catchers, and and stick with quarterback for a minute. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I, I don't know of any quarterback that would pronate, right? I'm sure there are a few, right, that you'd see in that sort of position, but most of the good ones don't. And they don't, they don't need to get into that position. They never do. Now, the hand, by the way, we should note that the arm will pronate after release naturally, right? The arm's going to sort of pronate. That's why you see, if you ever look at a still photo, a picture of a, a baseball pitcher or a uh, quarterback post throw, the ball's in the air, you'll see the palm turned away from them. That's natural. That's your arm's going to pronate as you throw. We're talking about pronation, of course, before throw, right? Going and getting into the, uh, you know, into that, um, launch position, whatever you call it, whether the, the ball is, is, is behind you as you're getting ready to throw. So again, just another example of, you know, it's an unnecessary thing. It's, um, you know, I'd love to hear somebody come on here, prove it live to us to, to, to really, to, to tell us why that that is a necessary thing. What is he'll, that? Uh, he'll be waiting a long time. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I will be. And so this is, look, I think this is all, a good thing in a way because you know wow we, we we it's it's our our job now to make sure to get out there and make sure that people are starting to teach this and teach this the right way and to get rid of this old stuff with the you know with the the t and um you know and showing the ball to the to the center fielder and uh, and and again it's especially with youth it's it's influential kids when, when you get a kid that's nine years old ten years old you can teach them how to throw really quickly. You can teach them how to swing really quickly the right way because they don't have years and years of improper movement built into their muscle memory. You know, you know and Ryan knows this. You know, we get a kid that's 15 years old in our facility. We'll be able to help him. But, like, if he doesn't already have – he or she doesn't already have, like, a, a good base, there's very limited what we can do. We get a kid at 12 years old. I don't care what he looks like. We can get that kid, given that he's willing to put in the work, of course. We can get that kid to be a college athlete. No question, right? We can teach it. So what do you got here, Kev? Well, this is just, you know, we've taken abuse about, you know, my feeling on pull downs. Here's a proper pull down. Watch the hand is last, okay? Now you can, I mean, I think that's, you know, let's turf 12 feet. So okay. yeah, we can make that 25 feet if you want, as long as we plant and we 
boom, throw the it last with gravity downhill. Okay. But well, pull downs everywhere I have seen. And just like in that video, it's working on your arm. Watch this, this, watch this horse. He's not, he's not using his arm. He's using his body. His arm is coming along for the ride. Right. And what and just, look where his belly button is pointed 90 degrees the other way. Right. So, yeah. So I was just going to describe. So what we're watching here is so watching a baseball pitcher and he's doing what we call a towel drill. Right. So instead of throwing a baseball, he's inside, you know, small quarter. So he's going to hold a towel and he's stepping. He looks like he's starting. He's going right, left throw. Right. I think let's see it again. Yeah. It's kind of just like uh, one, two, three. Okay. Starting like taking two, three steps and then throwing full motion from the body. And then the last thing is the hands coming out and whipping the, the towel onto uh, one of the, one of the, looks like a pad, like a uh, plyo box or something or a jump box. So yeah, no, it looks, it looks very good. looks very and good. And you can see immediately the key with this, and I'll show, I'll put up his pitching video. He unearths, if that's a word, his back leg. Boom. It's gone. Yep. And he uses his back leg and his see if I can stop, and his, his his back leg, as you can see, and his arm are married. And, and that's and that they have they have to be that way. That's how uh here's another picture of him uh, of him like just in one motion. But you'll look at that his back leg comes off the ground as soon as that weight, as soon as that front leg hits the ground, bam, back leg's off. Yeah, there's no drag and look and all he's doing and like you've seen this he's just stepping yep. and he's just walking that's it that's simple throwing downhill he'll never hurt himself that way ever okay so if we talk about I mean I guess do you want to I mean it's really really no purpose I see for for a heavy ball but that would be the only way I would say that it's good that he holds on to it as long as you can and throw, but it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense to use it at all. Nothing. Look, looks, looks, he looks a lot like a quarterback. I mean, yeah. like, you know, quarterbacks to me, a lot of the, the, the good ones now, they basically, they have the ball down by almost like what would be their front pocket. If they were wearing like pants or jeans yep. and it comes right up and throws um, before we move forward, I want to get into the, our sort of our last thing, which is going to be, you know, if you're a parent, how do you find this? How do you, how do you, how do you know who, to keep your distance from um, who you should be looking for to, in order to teach your kid, etc. Before we do that, uh, just to go back as Kevin uh, Ryan had brought up a stat, put it in the chat actually here said that Roy Halliday in his big league career averaged 183 innings. That's awesome. Year, right. That's awesome. That's, that's good. Now, did you find the average? At that time? Yeah, the average starter. Yeah, yeah, I found some other. We'll just. I looked up some other pitchers, right? Um, and and these numbers are a bit skewed uh, in the way that Baseball Reference has them listed out, because rather than giving you, you know, their average innings pitched through their career, they do their 162 game average, which is a little skewed. For example, who would you think? You know, if you're talking the last, you know, five, ten years, who would who would you think of? You know, as a pitcher who seems to be injured quite often or, or, you know, a guy that just had a, had a Tommy John surgery recently. Huh. I mean, I know a guy who's injured a lot. Is, uh, Clayton Kershaw's back is hurt a lot. Right here, you, think, you think of like Steven Strasburg, right? Oh, Strasburg's definitely, I mean, he's, he's already been injured twice. Exactly. So he's thrown uh, just over 1400 innings uh, in his, in his 11 year career. Um, 
call 11 years, 2020 through five. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's take that. Let's take that out. So in 10 years, yeah. he's thrown 140 innings. 140 innings, right? So his 162 game average is actually 204 innings pitched. Yeah. You actually break it out over his career. Uh, it's actually only 100, 140 innings. Yeah. Right. That's terrible. Innings. And only one year has he thrown over 200 innings, uh, and it was 2014. Now, what's. Just for reference, like pull up Maddox and, and Clemens or something, just for, got, just for reference. Yeah, I got, I got Clemens here. Clemens threw 4,916 in his <laughs> career. Right? Yeah. yeah. He had, so uh, in his 24 years, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 12, 15 of his 24 years in the bigs, he threw over 200 innings. That's never going to happen to any pitcher in the major leagues ever. Right? I no. can just tell you that right now. Yeah. Unless it, something drastically changes. Well, oh, here, here'll be, this will be some funny. What's his, what's his complete game total for his career? Uh, 118. <laughs> oh my God. What's, right. Does it have his 162 have average? You won't have 118 complete games thrown in the majors in the next five years combined. Right, You're right. By everybody, exactly. Right. Everybody. So, yeah. what's his uh, one sixty two average? Do you got that? His one average is two hundred and thirty six innings pitched. That's insane. Two hundred and thirty six innings pitched. Yeah. Yep. And this is a guy that you know. I mean, I work very closely with with Mike here, uh, and this is a guy that we we talk to our pitcher our pitchers all the time about having near flawless, if not flawless, mechanics. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And so now look up, look up someone. So there's a power but pitcher. No one right? wants to give him credit. It's the steroids. Yeah. You know how look many people had steroids that were on the injured list? Yeah. Right. That was exactly. not it. Yeah. Look up Maddox. Look up, look up Maddox. What does he have? I'd be interested. All right. In his thousand year uh, career, <laughs> he actually, he actually only had 23 years. He got one less than Clemens. 23 years. Yep. He threw 5,008 <laughs> third. <laughs> Innings in his oh. career, <laughs> sixty-two game average is two hundred and twenty-nine innings. Wow, so slightly Including lower. Slightly numbers. lower. If you go from uh, eighty-eight to oh man, eighty-eight. Oh my god, eighty-eight to two thousand one. Yeah, eighty-eight to two thousand one. Every single year, he threw over two hundred innings. Wow. So, so this is what I don't understand about these bean Actually, counters. <laughs> 2002 is the uh, the anomaly. You can actually stretch that out to 2006 because in 2002 he only threw 199 and a third. That was his only year in 15 yeah. under 200 innings. And he missed it by two thirds of an inning. Yeah. So this is what I don't understand about these bean counters. There's two Hall of Fame pitchers. Whether you you know talk about Clemens is a Hall of Famer, whatever. Okay, he's a Hall well, of Famer. Ever. He's a what Hall of Famer on this planet, the next planet. Whatever, okay. Why are we not trying to emulate what's or duplicate that? Why do I have to look at, you know, these guys in the world series pitch three innings and are gone, Yeah. but also wait. Okay. Wait. So hold on. They're getting 30 million bucks. So it's not like they're getting, Oh, okay. Half the work, half the pay. Huh? <laughs> I don't get it. And they're blowing out and no one cares. Nobody cares. Cause the next guy, it's like next guy up. Next guy up. Well, one of the things it's funny you say that because one of the things that we I was planning on doing as a part of this podcast, and you know, I even 
gave Ryan some uh, some like some some shared some notes. Is we wanted to kind of go back to that article that that was. Oh yeah, let's do. We got some time. We got a couple minutes. Right. And so, uh, just a couple things that really stood out to me. Um, We're gonna. And by the way, she hasn't answered the tweet. Right. Right. So I'm and I'm just bouncing around. So this is like not this is not supposed to flow. I'm not going to read the whole article, but a couple of just like pieces. Um, you know, she's, she's talking about um, uh, Tommy John and uh, Strasburg. And she was talking about, uh, she says, but the two pitchers, as well as many others who have undergone UCL reconstruction, they both had Tommy John surgery, have one thing in common, a mechanical flaw in the timing of their deliveries that causes the arm to lag behind the rest of the body. But Gee, I wonder who said that. An elbow. Right. So, um, but, you know, and then there's lots of this, um, you know, and what made me think of it was, Kevin, you just said, you know, nobody cares. And it comes comes back to this. It, you know, it's become this is a quote from the article um, from Barra that was, uh, you know, both Kevin and I were interviewed for. It's become an accepted side effect of the job. Okay, that's uh, says George Paletta, the Cardinals head team physician and orthopedic surgeon. That's because the surgery works. 92% of elite pitchers with reconstruct UCLs return to their prior level of competition for at least a year. Okay. Now I think that's maybe just big league numbers because I know that it's a little bit lower than that. Um, and the sad part is the ones that don't come back are like, they're probably not even be able to throw play catch with their kid, which is obviously, you know, n- n- not ideal. Um, so I'm just sort of like, but it just bouncing around that article as you were talking, Kevin, and mentioned that, and that's the, that's the problem is that the big leaguers, it's a, it's just, it's a, it's a part of their yield, right? It's a part of their yield. Like they're, they're gonna, they get a guy throwing 102. They don't care if he wraps it around his head, uh-huh. they're good. They're just going to ride him until he blows it out. Yeah, blows it out. Hundred two mile an hour guy, yeah. right? Or they fix it. You know, like you just you told me. Um, you know, until you pointed, out, I never thought of it. You know, you said, well, every team doctor, what is their specialty? Surgery. They're surgeons. Every team doctor in Major League Baseball is a surgeon. So it's they're not a they're not they don't care about um, you know doing it right. They care. They, they'll just fix it. But but that's the major leagues. Why that's important? It trickles down, right? Stuff trickles down, and so slows down with a big waterfall. Boom, right? And so you know you might see a big leaguer doing a run and gun, right? And so that oh, I'm going to do that with my 12 year old. If you know, um, you know, making it up. If Max Scherzer does that, then let's have my 12 year old do that, right? So it does have this big flow down, as you said. It's not a trickle. You're right. It's a flow down. And, and, and so that's why you're seeing kids, I think, starting to get hurt because they're that's a great doing, point. Right. That's a great point. Um, and cause like, what, well, what did you and I do as, as kids? Right. And all of us, we, emulated, right? emulated we, 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 we got our wiffle ball bat. I mean, I could do probably, I remember I could do Reggie Jackson. I could do Dave sure. Winfield, Ron, give me Yankee finger, Ron Guidry, you know, oh, you emulated. Right. So now they're going to see this on YouTube. Circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Right. But of course we are outside playing, which no one does anymore, but that's a whole other podcast, (laughs) but we're emulating. So now these kids go on YouTube. I mean, so I think I probably have mentioned in my practice uh, at the end of the year, I I kind of measure what's called an outcome. So an outcome is like how many visits it took or how the person got injured. It's a whole kind of stat this year in my practice in 2000. and, And of course with the pandemic. Okay. 91% 91% of my caseload 
were injured at home or on their own doing some sort of exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Only got hit by, yeah, man, I've a couple, you know, guys, ACL or whatever, got hit, you know, but not everyone else is a repetitive strain injury, which is pretty much most injuries have a repetitive strain component to it. Like it just because you threw the ball from third base to first base and hurt your shoulder. That probably wasn't the throw that did it. That might've been the last throw that you're able, but that wasn't the throw. It's all this other stuff before that's happening. Right. That video still bothering me. Well, we're going to see more of them because I think we want to go into a deeper dive on this as we go into the next podcast. I know we're a little over time now. Absolutely. Um, I do want to just address this real quickly as we wrap this up because uh, someone asked as a parent, how do you research programs and trainers? It's a great question. That is a great question. It's a great question. And it's hard to answer because look, I was just saying this to Kevin earlier today. I don't think there's a AAU, I'm, I'm using air quotes, AAU saying, you know, travel ball, that type of level of baseball. I don't think there's a program out there now, now, now 10, 11, 12 years ago, when we started, we were thinking we're the only ones talking about training and development as a focus, as a focal point. Now they'll all say that. Right. But do they all do it? Nope. Nope. Mass, vast majority don't at all. Well, right? development. So, Develop the word development now doesn't mean getting better, getting a roadmap to get better. It means scouting. It means numbers. It means PBR. It means perfect game. It means numbers. What number are you at? That's development. That's not development. That's a metric. Okay. So we have to get rid of the word. We have to throw the metric out. The metrics come. That's great. That's awesome. Everyone needs metrics. SAT scores, grades. We all look at metrics, but in order to produce those, you have to, move better. You have to, you know, have, be shown correct things to produce those metrics so that you have longevity. Our term was mechanical, individual mechanical skill development. I love that. Right. That's so nice. Learn the skills, right? Because it is, a, these are learned dynamics. Um, but, you know, and like I said, I'm sorry. sorry. Just, I'm sorry. I can't figure out how to shut off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll wait for Kev. I don't think it's me. Literally one button to do that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's me. It could be Ryan. That is Mike. That is Mike's ringtone. That's not. I don't have ringtone. I have silence, and and that's my new phone. It doesn't have that ringtone. It doesn't. Yeah, my phone's not ringing. I don't go. think it's me. There you go. Not me. Aha! Not me. I don't know who it was. Maybe Jason. Right. I don't know. Nope. Uh, Wasn't me. All right. All so right, anyway, well. so let's get back to the question, right? So All right, the, go point back to the, is, the point is the tricky part for parents is that no matter where you look, they're probably going to tell you that we developed, right? And, you know, uh, we've had, you know, kids that, um, you know, would be, you know, and it usually happens if you, if the, you know, in the travel ball world, you have your ABC teams, right? You have your better teams, your middle road, and the C team players always want to go make an A team somewhere. Yeah. Fat players that come back, but they go and look and they hear about, oh, this, this program, they developed too. Yeah. Well, how do you know that? Well, they told me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. That's the problem. This guy that we're talking about today, this, this Wasserman, and what's his first name, Jason? Austin? Austin Wasserman? Austin. Yeah. Yep, Austin. Um, yeah, he so, needs to be on this show. So, you know, look at it. And he's going to show you all sorts. I'm sure if you go to his website, he's got all sorts of videos promoting yeah, probably, this. Probably coming Correct. from Driveline. Yep. He's, got a, he's got a YouTube channel that you can uh, you can check out. Yep. 
There you go. And and he's going to show you metrics. He's going to say, this girl went from throwing X miles miles an hour to this miles an hour. This is an increase in this and that. And uh, side note, I'd love to see his actual injury list, but that's... All right. I want to interview that girl and ask her a couple of questions or just show her that simple uh, snow angel test, which she will fail. Right, (laughs) right, right. So so anyway, um, the answer to your question is, you know, Talk about go and interview people before you sign your, your 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 son or daughter up for a program. Talk, interview them, and ask them questions. You know, um, you know, what's your injury? Do you have a lot of injuries in this facility? Do you keep track of injuries in this facility? What kind are they? You know, what do you do to, to to rehab them? Do you have somebody? And uh, and 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 just you know, do as much research you can on 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 arm health. On there's not a lot out there, unfortunately. It's why we're doing such a big thing on this. But hopefully, it's going to be out there soon, where you it's going to be available to everybody, uh, because that's really what it is. It comes down to education and information, and um, and and. But the best thing you do is interview the uh, the people and ask ask the number one question. The biggest question you always ask is why. This absolutely why, and and make sure it's a it's, it's a common sense answer. That's all I have. Well, that's a great point. Uh, Ryan, what do you got? Anything? I think, uh, I think I'm good at my answer. All right. So, uh, again, you can uh, listen to us live uh, every Thursday. I'm hopefully, you know, we are bringing content that you like. You can email the show at any time at info at proveitlive.com if there's any topic that you want us to cover. Um, We've done a lot on baseball. We'll continue to do, but obviously there's other sports and, and movement plays a key. And there's always people to expose on social media. I see it every single day, every single day, which is why we're doing this show because my job in life is to keep people healthy. And, uh, Hey, thanks for listening. And, uh,